0: Big welcome back to the Endurance Hour Podcast. I'm Dave Erickson alongside Kona Coach Wendy Mater. Happy New Year, episode 384, the first one of 2023, and we are kicking things off with a bang. All of our triathlon programs, all levels, all distances for 2023, at least the next three months, are $99 or less. I know it sounds insane. We've got two dozen programs on training peaks, and we are discounting all of them just for the next few months. And, Wendy, how's this breakdown for $99 or less?
1: So, yeah, I'm definitely glad we decided to do this promotion because I'm kind of having fun with it because we have increased in sales since we started this. So if you go to Training Peaks and Wendy, if you click on Wendy Mater Training Peaks, you're going to get a list of training plans. And these discounts are for the triathlon plans only. So we do have a couple swim, a couple bike, and a couple running plans, but the discount applies to triathlon. So if you search for the sprint, we have a couple different sprints. The posted price is going to be $43, but if you use our discount code, you're going to buy it for $29. For the Olympic, the posted price is $73. Using our code, you can get it for $49. For the half Ironman distance, it's $117, and you can get it for $79, all the way through the Ironman distance, which is 147 With our discount code, you can get it for 99
0: And this is exciting because this is both for the beginner level, off the couch, advanced levels at all distances. So normally those prices vary based on uh, the amount of weeks that plan has. Every one of our plans have tra- uh, videos within them before every major training block, which sets our plans apart from everybody else's. But you could be a beginner coming off the couch and you want to do a half Ironman. The price is the same. We're going to do this for a limited time to see how it works and see if you guys are interested in getting these plans now versus later in the year when these plans might not be as uh, attractive to you. So I think that's why we're doing that. And to get that discount code, you go to endurancehour.com forward slash 33%. That's all you got to do. And we'll give you, you have to fill in your email address. So we know that you're legitimate. We'll send you the code and you apply that code to any one of our plans. Any plan you want, get one now, $99 or less through the end of March. That's what we're doing. So pretty exciting to kick off the year to say thank you for this is a year 11, year 12. Anyways, it's been doing this for a while now. I think this is year 11 started in 2012. So this begins year 11. Pretty awesome. And how would you kick off your uh, your new year? Are you into resol- rev- resolutions because I'm not?
1: No, but let me ask your first question first. So I okay. kicked off my new year on January 1st. I swam what I normally swim on New Year's Eve. I swam 23,000 to ring in the year 2023. 23,000 yards and I've been doing this for 9, 10, 11 years. I never remember. Mm-hmm. And my friend, Kirsten, who lives in Colorado now, I live in Georgia and we, we do this together. So typically we do it on new year's Eve and I went to the pool on new year's Eve and I just didn't feel like doing it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to swim 2300, 2300 and call it good. And then kind of, I, I had other things I wanted to do that day. Cause I was also doing a a, a personal bike challenge. So I did some biking And then I'm kind of like, you know, I'm okay with it. This is fine. I don't have to do every challenge. You know, the challenges are a challenge for a reason. And then my friend Kirsten posted that she finished. And I'm like, oh, and I felt really sad. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have done it. I can't believe I didn't do it. And that night I was scrolling through Facebook and looking at all our pictures that we post together from the last, you know, nine, 10, 11 years. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sad that I don't have that feeling that she's feeling right now. And so my husband's like, well, why don't you do it tomorrow? And I'm like, I don't know. Why not? So I (laughs) showed up to the pool on January 1st and I got it done. And, you know, an awesome thing about that is when I showed up to the pool on January 1st, three of my morning crew people, swimmers were there and they all knew what I was going to do because they're usually there on New Year's Eve doing their 100, 100s while I'm doing my certain amount of thousands. And so they knew why I was there and they supported me and they were doing their hundred one hundreds and, you know, they, they left the pool and they took a picture of me and they wished me well and. That was kind of motivating because it's like, okay, people know I'm doing this now. And when people know you're doing something, the worst thing for me is to tell them I didn't do it. So it's always helpful if you have a challenge or goal that you want to do. It's if you tell someone, I think your chances of getting it done increase just because again, for me, I don't want to tell someone I'm doing something and not do it when I'm capable of doing it. And I knew I was capable of doing 23,000 because of my background in swimming it was just very difficult mentally. It was difficult physically because I, I haven't been spending much time in the pool in the last three months. So it definitely got harder sooner, but it got it done. And and that feeling that we've talked about on the podcast of number one, that feeling when you complete something that's challenging and just the physical fatigue that your body goes through, I I enjoy that feeling. Not every day, but I enjoy that feeling, and that's what I was really going after. So I'm really glad I was able to do that on New Year's Day.
0: And that is the the thing we we strive for. And unfortunately, those those feelings are fleeting. It takes forever to get there. And then, as I mentioned in, in Arizona, it's like I want to hold on to this feeling as long as possible because soon it's going to be over. But I work so hard to get to this feeling. So let's say, for example, it's a 13-mile swim, basically, right? A half marathon yeah. of swimming. Yeah. You get to that last, uh, you know, you're, you're 11 miles in. It's like, I've got 11 miles. So the next two miles is only going to last, you know, so many minutes, and then it's over. You want to soak in this feeling of accomplishment, and it's, it's it seems so temporary, uh, but you strive for it. And that feeling lasts forever of accomplishment, but that that fatigue, that soreness, that suffering seems mm-hmm. to be temporary and if you remember it's temporary it doesn't seem so bad when you get there or you know what i mean
1: which is very true if you remember it's temporary and again not doing it on the new year's eve was because i just had so many things on my mind that i wanted to get done that day and you know part of that was visit being at my mother's house a certain time and trying to do this 6 plus hour swim plus everything I couldn't have done it and been at my mom's house at a certain time so something all had right. to give and 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 New Year's Day I had all the time I needed and so that made a huge difference is number 1 having the support of your significant other spouse saying go do it go get it mm-hmm. done and and just having that time to free up your mind and and knowing it's only temporary I'm going to be done in between 6 and yeah. 7 hours I've yep. done an iron man longer than that. I can do this. It's six or seven hours. I can do longer than that. So let's just get it done pending illness or injury. Why not go do it? And it was, it was incredible. And actually for a few days, I kept thinking about the accomplishment of, of again, how I overcame yeah. my mental setback the day before and how I accomplished I felt more accomplished because that I chose not to do it and then I chose to do it. It was my yeah. choice. It was no guilt. There was no one telling me I needed to do it. It was totally something that I did it for personal reasons. And uh, the challenge was not doing it. It became more of a challenge to, to you know, live with myself to say, oh my God, I, I had the chance to do it and I didn't do it. So it was great. Regret.
0: Yeah. Not having that regret of, whether you not whether you don't show up for a race or for an activity when you could have, and you if you sit there going, I could be doing this right now, and I can do this right now. Yeah. Why aren't I doing this? Now you don't have that. You you don't have to worry about that. That's over. It's you don't sit with that thing sitting out there that you can't erase. Right. It's gone. Right. That that leads me into a, a question uh, unintentionally. This nice little segue. T two endurance club on Facebook. We've got hundreds of members there. Seven hundred fourteen, in fact. It's a private group on the on facebook just uh answer a few questions and you can join in there so if you could pick only one physical activity to do for the rest of your life what would it be for example yoga pilates bar weights swim bike run triathlon you name it martial arts cross-country skiing list goes on we have a bunch of replies and i was surprised to see a couple of them here some seem to be obvious but uh What's your immediate answer? I'm going to say swimming, but I'm not quite sure if that's the right one for you. (laughs)
1: Trail running.
0: Trail running. Okay.
1: You know, and and the irony of that, not that it's ironic, but to me it is. So, you know, growing up a swimmer, a lot of people would have told me, would have thought swimming would be something that I'd want to do. But because I've done it since I've been four years old, all the way through college, and then the past, in addition, the past 30 years as a a triathlete, kind of over it, you know, that's something I still enjoy, but that's something that I can give up. If I didn't swim for the rest of my life, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> and when I started triathlon, running was so difficult for me. So I would describe the difficulty of me with running is how other triathletes who don't have a swimming background, how they struggle with swimming. I struggled with running so much in the first you know, few years. And now it's turned around that that's my thing. And especially trail running um, is totally my thing now. I I find peace. I find joy. I find happiness when I'm running on a trail more than any other sport that I've done at this point in my life.
0: And you mentioned if you didn't do it ever again, you've done done triathlon competitively as a swimmer for 30 years. Jokingly, I was telling my wife the other day, like, you know, some of my fitness goals or endurance goals for this year. And she goes, why are you, why are you, Why you're you're quitting now? And we were talking about something else. I go, I said, well, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm not like quitting. I I've already got, t- I said, I kind of rattled off all my distance uh, accomplishments go, I'm not quitting. I've done all this. It's not like I have anything more to prove. You know, I'm not right. really interested in doing uh, another Ironman anytime soon. I'm not quitting. I'm not a quitter. I'm always, once an Iron Man, always an Iron Man, right? And it's not like I've I put my time in I'm okay. i'm I'm satisfied. I've thirty years, if I don't do it again, I've swam enough. <laughs> I swam thirteen miles a few <laughs> weeks ago. I'm good. I'm good. Go for the rest of the year if I need to be
1: now. And again, now that leads to, again, we could do a whole podcast on what does quitting mean? You know, to me, I've never even thought by my comment, if I don't swim again for the rest of my life, I'm okay with that. I've never thought that that means I'm quitting swimming. That just means I'm done with swimming. It has nothing to do with quitting. To me, quitting is starting something, and in the process of doing it, you stop ah. for various reasons.
0: Ah, like you didn't fulfill it, you didn't finish it.
1: That would be quitting. Me right. starting my 23,000 swim on New Year's Eve and only doing and, and and in the middle of it, just saying, okay, I'm good with 2300. To me, that's quitting. That's an example of quitting. I set out to do 23,000 and I stopped for uh, for various reasons. But to me, that would be an example of I quit something that I that I set out to do, even though I accomplished it the next day, I still quit the day before.
0: So you know, swimming fits under the endurance umbrella. Or the fitness umbrella—it's just one category, one activity that encompasses uh, fitness. So, you know, it's—I was just thinking about when I, when my kids get older and they want to take on something. They—if they start it, they got to finish the season, or they have yeah. to finish the session. Whether it's, you know, I have a little—I'm not sure how to do this with with martial arts though because at what point are you done? You're not done because there's belts to accomplish. There's whatever, but with a, a, a basketball season or a baseball season or volleyball, whatever, you have a start point and an end point. You don't quit in the middle, you finish the season. So right. that's a little difference that, you know, just because the season's over doesn't mean you quit. There's a new season, a new chapter. There's always, there's next year.
1: Right, so a quitting, you know, you, you define a start and you define the end. And if you quit, if you stop somewhere between the starting point and ending point, maybe that could be an example of quitting, depending yeah. on the situation.
0: Sean if replied. Again,
1: going back to if you're capable of doing it, sometimes yeah. you have to quit something due to illness and injury. That's just a different different but yeah, let's move on.
0: Well, how would you how would you define that when it comes to playing the piano? When are you done playing the piano? It's a lifelong thing you could do. You could never are you ever quitting? Let's say you, you you practice piano for a couple of years and then when, where is the end point?
1: Um, some things you just decide the end point is when the end point is mm. like for me, if I never swam for the rest of my life, my end point was January 1st, 2023. That was my last day of swimming. That was my end point. Mm. Sometimes you don't know the, I guess maybe saying sometimes you don't know the end point with a skill, with a skill such as a piano, or different hobby. Yeah. You know, so lots of definitions here. It just depends. it always depends. And you on may, the yeah, context you may not, in the meeting.
0: You could come back to it. Like I, I I have no plans or desire, uh, physically to play soccer again. I played at a pretty high level, in my in my opinion, at a college level, and but and I played after that as an adult. But it's like uh, if I never play again, it's not that I it's not that I quit. I just haven't played for a long time and I have no desire to play again. But I also know that these 50 year old knees won't like it the day after, you know. Right. So I could play it, but I'd have to work up to it. It's like, uh, I know what to I know what it takes to get there. And it's like, I'm not interested. I've done enough. I don't remember when my last soccer game was, but it's probably over and I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. So I think quitting would be if you go into something as when you go into it, there is a start and there is an end point as you're doing whatever it is, is, mm-hmm. you know, whereas the example of piano, you go into piano with, you don't go into it with necessarily pre- preconceived notion of when you're going to stop it. So stopping it isn't quitting. But if you go into an hour run, with a a current a purposeful intention of what you wanna accomplish in this hour workout, and you stop, not because you have something to do, not because you're ill or injured, you just stop for the sake of stopping, then I would define that as quitting. Doesn't mean that it was good or bad, right or wrong, it just means you quit your run at 40 minutes instead of an hour.
0: There's always a run behind it, that's a good thing though, right? The next day you can always run again.
1: Yeah. And again, quitting isn't always good or bad, right or wrong. It just depends on the whole context of revolving around the the, the situation.
0: Context, good point. Sean replied to this uh, thread here. He goes, "It's a tough one. With my limited experiences, I would currently say swimming. It has quickly become my favorite sport. I like the challenge of it being both fitness and technique-based. It's not weight-bearing, which means less injuries. Then we have Katie, Randy, As well as Kevin mentioning running. Sarah and Angie said trail running because some more swimming's in here. Cassie said, I can't pick. And then Sue and Jane said, bike. And I think my answer would also be with Sue and Jane. I think I would bike if that was my activity for the rest of my life. I like cycling uh, and biking because it's a mode of transportation, it's freedom. I mean, maybe it's like every little boy initially. I can't speak for little girls. Little boy who gets his first, you know, little BMX bike or bike with, with a uh, train wheels, it's like, ah, I can go somewhere now. I have the ability to move distances faster than just walking or running and I can go explore. And I like that with cycling plus the, you know, the wind, the breeze, mm-hmm. the peacefulness, uh, the adventure you go on. And I, I, I can imagine it's very similar with trail running, uh, well, and less I, impact.
1: And I used to have that feeling with biking. I used to, I still love biking because you could go further faster and less risk of injury than trying to run that distance. hmm um, and the wind and the feeling and, and, and I will never stop biking, you know, I always like to incorporate biking into my trail running, you know, plan, especially when the weather starts to get nice in the spring and the summer and, and just just, you know, after running for so long, you get on your bike and there you do have that sense of freedom, and that transportation it, my bike used to be my only mode of transportation. I could walk, run, or bike somewhere. I didn't own a car. Mm-hmm. So I totally get everything you just said. So yeah. yeah, biking would be a very close second to trail riding.
0: When I was going to uh, community college, this is after I came back from uh, a university and I was going bouncing back between sports and different schools, uh, I would ride my bike to my community college, which looking back, I think it must have been... Maybe it was 10 miles. It seemed like a long time at the time because I'm going up hills. I'm dealing with traffic lights. But I'm going to college on a on a 10-speed with a backpack and through rain. I had rain gear. But it was, like you said, it was my transportation. Poor college student just trying to check off the boxes, going to class, and get it done. And uh, it made for some you know, good memories. You know, I, I, whenever I go back home, I kind of know these streets that I used to go on or these shortcuts that I would go on. And that's kind of fun, too, the cycling, right? You you yeah. discover shortcuts or you this road that you never went down. Like, oh, is that a dead end? Oh, it's yeah. not. Oh, cool. There's some train tracks over there. Mm-hmm. Or I never noticed that barn before or this little small lake. Kind of cool.
1: Right. And with trail running, you go on a trail you've never been on. And then there's small. There's other trails, yeah the main trail. And then you're like, oh, what's over there? What's over there? What's over there? What's over there? So I really enjoy that aspect of trail running. And I want to touch on your question about New Year's resolution.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot about that already. Yeah.
1: Um, and the reason I want to is um, a a friend of mine who is the parent of a swimmer that a youth swimmer that I coach asked me about my new year's resolutions and, and plans for 2023. And, and I tried to explain to him, but it, it hit me today. I didn't explain myself right. I don't, I don't make resolutions, um, but I, but I'm constantly a goal setter, but I'm constantly a goal setter, like all the time, a daily, you know, it's one of those daily things. And so What I meant to tell him is I don't use the new year to create new goals or, or, or insights. Like I use the new year to say, I don't, I just say, oh, well, my goal in March is to do this. So really it's just whatever the month, whatever the events, how they are laid out, you know, I choose those events based on the time of year and based on my time frame of training but I don't, I don't do it because it's the new year. I don't do my first, I didn't do my first hundred mile run in 2013 because it was 2013, because it was a new year. I didn't do an Ironman because it was a new year. So I kind of, I didn't know how to explain that. I'm const, cause I'm constantly, you know, fitness, multi-sport, it's been my lifestyle. So I don't really change my lifestyle just because it's a new year.
0: Mm-hmm or time of year
1: or time of year. Yeah. It's, it's always my, my lifestyle of of fitness is always evolving. And I probably, I probably used to set the traditional new year's resolutions and new year's goals way back in the day, but because I've been doing this sport for so long, it's, I've kind of just, I don't need that anymore for Mm -hmm. motivation or accountability. I don't feel a sense of emotion like I used to when it was New Year's Eve. I like my little traditional challenges that I do in the month of December and over the New Year's holiday, but I don't necessarily, you know, get a different emotion because it's the new year. And that was was uh, kind of hard to describe, but I think a lot of people do, and that's okay.
0: I think it. I can see the. I used to do it too. And it was just basically a an easy date to begin because you can keep track of the numbers. And if Uh it was a group activity, Hey, we're all going to try to lose so many pounds or what a percentage body fat by us the next three months. We all start together now. And just, it seems to be a convenient, easy time to begin. Uh And I maybe mentioned this, I mentioned, mentioned to somebody else over the summer, there was this baseball player, professional baseball player who was going to retire, announced his retirement before the season was over. And he was approaching, I think it was 700 home runs career wise. And he was on a good pace to get there and possibly was going to make it or not make it. And someone said or a reporter asked him, if you don't make 700 home runs by the end of the season, will you come back next year to do that? Because he would join a very elite group. He goes, the number is the number. I didn't come out to begin a baseball career to go for a number. That just Mm -hmm. happens to be the number I, I approached. 698 is 698. What's 700, but two more out of 600, you know, Uh it's just two more. It doesn't matter. It's just a number just like beginning on the first of January versus beginning on the 15th of April. It doesn't matter. It's just a day. You just pick the day. You end, you end. It's just what it is. So who cares what day of the week it is? Why are you waiting? Why not start now? Why wait till, you know, a certain point? But if it's with a group, hey, whatever whatever helps you get going.
1: I like that. I like that analogy with again that usually in the new years it's a group thing, it's a community thing. Yeah. It's everyone. We're all in this together starting in the new year. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it, it just an interesting again, just something to think about.
0: Mm. Um,
1: because this friend of mine also mentioned something about you know, he's, he's, he's going to attempt an Ironman again. He finished his, an Ironman two years ago and he's going to do the same Ironman because he didn't have the experience he wanted to have. And then he made the point of saying, I don't know what I'm going to do in 2024. And I'm like, why does that even matter at this point? That's so far away in my mind. And why do you have to do a certain event in 2024? Just continue to enjoy the lifestyle Without an event, without a big cycling goal, running goal event, cycling event, running event, or triathlon event, just, you know, focus on your Ironman that you're going to do in 2023 and then choose your athletic event or not when the time comes. But don't worry about that right now.
0: That is something with with triathletes. And I think it's a maturity thing. Um, You know, you and I have done this for a long time, but in the early days, uh, people are constantly competing with each other, and they don't mm-hmm. know where the other person really is. You could be coming, like now, you could be coming back from a, an injury, or you could be planning your training block differently. So in the past, if I got in the pool, the you know the immature competitive Dave was like, "Let me see if I can go faster than the guy next to me." I have no uh-huh. idea, I how naive and how how arrogant to think mm-hmm. that we're on the same level, <laughs> experience wise or fitness level. I have no idea what that guy's doing or uh-huh. girl's doing but now I want to see if I can get the wall. They might be doing a different type of set <laughs> that could be their slow set. And I can't keep up with, it. you know, you never know right. same thing at a race. Like, Oh, I'm going to beat this person up this hill. How do you know what they're doing? What, what are their, where are they in the race? Where are they in their own personal journey or story? It could be their welcome back race, or they could just be a, a finisher and not a computer, you know? whatever
1: right again context is everything yeah and if that makes you if that makes you feel good to finish the person and then finish faster than the person in the next lane or beat someone up a hill that's just a, again a whole new personal perspective whatever and again the answer is whatever
0: whatever <laughs> Whatever. Uh, this one I got a question here I think this one is from Paige and she writes to Wendy I was wondering if we could discuss a training plan for Ironman 70.3 Oregon on July 23rd this year. Do you you, uh, recommend guided training or have me follow a pre-made training plan? She has a couple more comments here. I worked through your couch to 70.3 training plan for Ironman 70.3 Indian Wells on December of last year and had a challenging time on the bike Uh, Because my feet were constantly falling asleep the entire time, unfortunately. I kept trying to unclip my shoes, shake them out, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't able to move on to the run very well. Anyhow, I am planning on purchasing a new road bike in January along with proper shoes and a professional bike fitting so she'll be prepared. So uh, discussing a plan for Ironman 70.3 Oregon. Sounds pretty specific, Coach.
1: Yeah, so again, this is a great question, especially because I I followed up with Paige um, to help her come with the decision whether she wants to follow a training plan or go with more personalized coaching because she had followed one of our training plans she had an idea because we include so much content and so much coaching within our plans on training peaks she had an idea of what she was getting into if she decided to go with personalized coaching with me and so there's a lot of people out there. Again, I get this question a lot. Well, what's the difference between following a plan and coaching because they've never been coached before to understand the difference. And so most people, you know, I can try to keep this short and simple, but if you're looking for the greatest accountability with education, coaching is the way to go. If you understand the process of like a periodization model you understand phases of training. You understand training load, which is duration and intensity. You understand your training zones. And you understand how to, um, you know, change your training plan when life happens. If you get sick or injured or if you have time off, you kind of have an idea what to do with your plan that you've created yourself. If you're that type of self-coached athlete that that kind of knows all that stuff, then following a training plan is great, especially one of our training plans because we do provide a lot of that coaching and education within the plans about how to change days of workouts when life gets in the way, how to make up missed workouts, um, what to do if you do miss a week or two or three of training, how to get back on track. If you're someone who likes to do their own data analysis and all that, then a training plan's for you. But if you're someone who needs that accountability partner, wants someone on your journey with you that totally gets where you're coming from with trying to fit training around all your other life priorities. If you want someone to analyze your data for you and to help you um, change the workouts around to fit your life schedule, help you with the training load, volume, and duration to fit your life schedule... Then definitely coaching is the way to go. And so we came to the conclusion for Paige based on her experience with her training for Indian Wells that definitely coaching was the way to go, um, more than just the training plan option. Now having said that, we Dave and I are 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 in this new year are trying to are are in the process of creating programs specific to certain races. So that's another something to look forward to in the future. if if you're looking for training plans,
0: there are pre-made training plans. there's personalized coaching. And then there's what we have, which is from the endurance hour. And that is the pre-made plans with coaching videos and education within them. Mm-hmm. So it's a step above. And the videos that we created for these plans at all distances, all levels, is before every major training block. And they address some of the common questions that someone who just buys a plan would have and can't get the access to. And that is, we've gone through this. We talk about, all right, what happens if I can't do a swim on this day or how do I change this up? And those are what is discussed within the video. So if you take time, that's where the benefit is of buying our programs on Train Peaks. They're pre-made training plans with the addition of coaching videos within them and links to additional resources that we've created, original content that we've created whether it's strength training things, exercises, demonstrations, swimming examples, all those things is what makes ours stand apart. And I'm very proud of that. And that's why I'm promoting that above your basic pre-made plans that you find out there online.
1: Yeah, oh, totally. You know, I went back at the end of the year, like I usually do, and I I rewatched a lot of that content that we have embedded in those plans. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, gosh, we did a really good job
0: hundreds of videos. We did a really good job.
1: Yeah. I've we have in so much hard drives.
0: Oh yeah. My we God. have so
1: much content and education. And again, the, the benefit of whether you get a coach or a plan is that you follow it, that you follow your coach's advice, that you communicate. If you go the coaching route, yeah. building the relationship is so important. And you build a relationship with communication. That's important. If you go the just the training plan, only option the beauty of it is following it. And I, you know, I follow, I generally will follow up with athletes when they purchase a plan from us. And then a few months later, when I think they're done with the plan, I'll say, how did your race go? And a lot of times athletes are like, well, you know, I had a roadblock, I had a set black and I couldn't do my race and I couldn't follow the plan due to X, Y, and Z. And that's okay. You own the plan. You can reapply the plan to your Training Peaks account and repeat it. Or you can say this plan is 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 16 weeks, I'm looking for a 24 week plan, but I really like this 16 week plan. We'll repeat weeks 1 through 4, repeat weeks 12 through 16. You can extend the length of any of our plans and I'm I'm pretty open, you know, even if I'm not self-coaching you, I don't mind you emailing me and asking me questions about the plan if there's some confusion. Or if you've had a setback and you just need to talk it through to how to help you get back on track, I don't mind doing um, a consultation with anyone at any time either.
0: And Wendy's contact information is within every plan description on Train Peaks. Um t2coachwendy at gmail.com. And by the way, if you buy one of these programs that we talked about beforehand, all of them are $99 or less, they each come with a complimentary consultation with uh, Coach Wendy. So you can chat with her, you know, kind of give some details and figure out what you're missing here, and she'll put you on the right direction. And I just say hire her. And that's what I say.
1: Well, the success the success of a coach is how successful their athletes are. And so I don't wanna I don't wanna do anything that's going to jeopardize the success of any athlete I coach or any athlete that follows our training plan and so a lot of the training plans are structured based on what how i actually coach personalized coach with other individuals and the difference is personalized coaching is tailored around the individual's goals previous history and current time available to train i mean that's like the biggest difference and you develop that relationship with someone when you're coaching them
0: why should someone get our newsletter wendy
1: Oh, that's a great question, Dave. <laughs> so I send out a newsletter at least once a week. Um, now we added a Monday newsletter. So usually the usually the Monday newsletter is every other week, but the the regular newsletter is once a week on Thursday or Friday. I include motivational topics. I include topics that I've, ha- I've already discussed with other athletes that I think other athletes can benefit from. We include discount codes. So we kind of have ongoing discount codes. And for those who are into blue 70 products, I have new discount codes for 2023. So if you subscribe to our newsletter, you will get those new discount codes in the, in the news newsletter. And then, you know, being multi-sport athletes, uh, Dave and I producing so much content, we get other products, you know, throughout the year that we get discounts codes for, to share with athletes that we are in our circle or in our community. So, that's that's the reason you should subscribe to our newsletter to get all that content and information.
0: Endurancehour.com. You'll see the uh, options there to learn about us, training plans, the 33% off discount code, as well as a newsletter sign up and even a free sprint triathlon plan if you're so inclined to get a, a free PDF on that if you want it. So Endurancehour.com, that's where you get all that stuff. There's even a, a swim and run form video analysis option we provide that for free as well and what's the little uh, wrinkle you have if you buy one of our plans or if you what was it about uh, a discount on the swim program the uh, how to swim faster in 30 days was half off if you do a swim if analysis, you
1: send us a swim analysis we will give you a 50 percent off code to one of our swim programs on training peaks
0: ah that's right and what that is is you're going to end up having a friend Uh, use their cell phone basically in landscape mode. That's a wide mode and watch you swim up and down the lane four or five times, and then email that to Wendy and Wendy will give you uh, some coaching advice and of your form. And then we produce a video and we put it on YouTube and, and then you have um, a free coaching video. And after you get that done discount on the swim program, pretty cool. Yeah. Wendy first podcast of 2023. So excited about, People taking advantage of this, uh, our plans being discounted this year. It's not like discounted. They're, they're the best, the same great plans. I'm just trying to give you uh, a little motivation, give you a break, say thank you for listening to us for the last 10 years, and uh, hope you have a great season. Any final thoughts?
1: Final thoughts. Well, you know, if you are into resolutions or goals, I'd love you join our T2 Endurance group and share them with us if you haven't already. Also, uh, last month of December, we did a swim challenge. This month in January, we're actually doing an iron distance challenge. So athletes are choosing to complete 2.4-mile um, swim, 112-mile bike, and 26.2-mile run during the month of January or more. Some athletes are more experienced that they want, they might complete two or three, four or more iron distance Triathlon in the month of January, and then I also have, you know, I'm trying to get athletes to be consistent with their training. So I'm posting a lot of motivational quotes, a lot of um, education about just staying more consistent with your workouts and and learning to enjoy the process. If you're an athlete out there that's very outcome oriented, um, you've probably heard a lot about enjoying the process will actually help create better outcome goals. And so I'm trying to get athletes more educated about the process.
0: For Coach Wendy Mater. I'm Dave Erickson. Thank you so much for listening this week. Have a great week of racing if you are, training, recovery for sure. We'll see you next time. Adios.
1: Adios.